Hi, I'm Steve from The Rooted Podcast, and I hope you can join me every weekday for a five-minute or less devotional word study or insight into Scripture to add to your day. Welcome to Fruit Snacks. Hey everyone, in today's Closer Look, we're going to answer another apparent contradiction in the Gospel accounts. Were there one or two angels at the tomb of Jesus when he was resurrected? Well, to understand exactly what's going on here, we need to understand more about the genre of literature that the Gospels were. Now, if you're not familiar with this, again, alleged contradiction, let me read you two passages of Scripture. The first is in Mark chapter 16, verse 5, which says, And entering the tomb... They saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they have laid him. Now, if we compare that to John chapter 20, starting in verse 12, And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. So in these accounts, we see that one says there was a man, a angel, at the tomb of Jesus who spoke, but the other account in John says that there were actually two angels. So which is it? Well, if we understand a little bit about the genre of literature that the Gospels are, and what was common practice at the time, It'll clear the whole thing right up. I'm going to read you an excerpt from Mike Lacona's book, Why Are There Differences in the Gospels? Now, the whole focus of this book is to take a look at extra-biblical literature, namely the lives or biographies written by the ancient author Plutarch, to understand and analyze what kind of narrative devices does he use when he's writing these different biographies, because he is the same author of all of them. And so if he does something a certain way in one biography, and then he does something different or tells it differently in another biography, there must be a reason, because since he's the same author both times, he's not going to contradict himself. So he's using devices, literary devices of the day. And Dr. Lacona lists several in one of the early chapters of his book. For instance, something called transferal, which is when an author knowingly attributes words or deeds to a person that actually belonged to another person. Conflation, when an author combines elements from two or more events or people and narrates them as one. Accordingly, some displacement and or transferal will always occur in the conflation of stories. Spotlighting, When an author focuses attention on a person so that the person's involvement in a scene is clearly described, whereas mention of others who were likewise involved is neglected, the author has shined his literary spotlight on that person. Others are present, but are unseen. In literary spotlighting, the author only mentions one of the people present, but knows of the others. And also, simplification. When an author adapts material by omitting or altering details that may complicate the overall narrative. Now, Dr. Lycona's point is 
that these were commonplace in the day and the time in which these kinds of biographies were written. Furthermore, critical scholars would classify the Gospels as ancient biographies. They have all the hallmark signs of belonging to that genre. Therefore, we can look at the Gospels and we can use these literary devices as a lens to see if maybe one of them is being employed by the authors. And in this case, we can actually look at the difference between Mark chapter 16 and John chapter 20, and we can see several of these devices are being used. For consistency, if we were trying to harmonize these accounts, it's entirely possible, in fact, mostly probable, that John's account is more accurate to the number of people who were present, that there were, in fact, two men at the tomb. However, Mark is using spotlighting or simplification or even transference so that only one of the angels is actually speaking. He is making the account more straightforward because does it really matter in the end whether two angels were speaking to Mary of this message or one? In Mark's mind, it doesn't. What's important is the message itself. And so understanding ancient biography and the genre that the Gospels belong to as ancient documents completely clears up a lot of apparent contradictions in the Gospel accounts when we understand that the writers were simply using the tools that were available and accepted at the time in which they wrote. <laughs> 